0: entertainment talk tv uh it's episode three for the podcast uh, it's a podcast that myself and robert started was it a couple of months ago we did one episode then we did another the week after then we took a bit of a break because it was still the sort of uh, summer hiatus i guess you could say um so yeah robert's joining me today hi robert how you doing today <laughs> Uh, good, yeah, not bad, um, so as I said, yeah, we did two episodes, and we took a bit of a break, then we came back for, now we're back for another episode, now that things are kicking off a little bit more in the world of TV, uh, so TV-wise, what have you been watching?
1: Uh, kind of all over the place, I'm about ready to designate this the uh, season of love-hate, because everything that I've watched so far, I've either really, really loved it, or
0: really, really hated it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, uh, we okay. can get
0: into that later. Okay, um... So what kind of generally have you been uh, been watching?
1: Uh, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I haven't had a chance to watch the latest episode. Uh, right now, there's um, we're getting ready for the the presidential election, so there's a lot of political debates on TV, and those are getting covered by all of the networks. So mm-hmm. not everything is being shown at the normal time. So I usually have to catch up with it on Hulu. Right. Okay. Uh, um, they did a reboot. Well, they did a not really a reboot, but they did a TV version of the Lethal Weapon franchise. I've been watching
0: that. Uh,
1: Blind spots
0: back, mm-hmm.
1: okay. so I've been watching
0: comes, that. Blind spot comes back in November in the UK. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that when uh, when that is. But w- what were those like? Um, Lethal Weapon and uh, Blind Spot. Any good?
1: Lethal Weapon was actually really, really good. I was surprised I liked it as much as I did, because okay. with it being a TV series, they can focus more on character arc and character cr- development rather than the main plot that you have to kind of get going in like a two-hour movie.
0: Right.
1: Uh, plus, Damon Waynes is playing the Danny Glover character of Murtaugh, and he just shines in it. He is absolutely um, phenomenal. And I'd actually have to look up the actor that plays the Mel Gibson role because I'm not familiar with him. But he does scary, crazy, sane really well. And what, that, what I mean by that is, okay. is that you know on some level he's crazy. Right. Um, but he's sane enough to be aware that his actions are crazy. And that scares him more than anything else. It's like you're scared of your own actions because you know you're capable
0: of doing it. Okay, it sounds like a... And he pulls the that... The Joker, but someone that's a bit more of aware of themselves, like someone that maybe cares slightly more?
1: Yeah, less uh, evil. Kind of kind Joker-ish, but less evil. Okay, alright. Uh, the actor... I'm pulling it up now. The actor's name is Clayne Crawford. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm just pulling up his IMDB page now. Uh, do, 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 see what he's been in. He was in uh, Rectify, never heard of that. Had a couple spots on NCIS New I've Orleans, have that. I can't remember what he is.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I've had of it.
1: Yep, TV show called T V show called Rogue, never heard of it. No. That's why I know him. He was in the TV show. He had two shows that I recognized him from. He was in uh, Justified, which I don't know if you've seen that show or not, but it I, is an I've absolutely it brilliant yeah. show.
0: Yeah, I absolutely
1: listen. brilliant show. Absolutely must see it. And then he had a couple of episodes on Leverage. Did you ever see that show? No it's yeah. basically the, the the basic premise of the show is one guy's like an ex insurance agent, and he gets roped into being in charge of like a, a crew of thieves to steal something that was stolen. and then it turns out what was stolen wasn't stolen and he actually stole it. And so he went all evil, sinister, but non-murdery revenge on the guy that tricked him into doing that. Right, and then right. they turned that into a five season show about just getting back at people. Huh. Interesting. But he yeah, he had a couple episodes on that. He played uh Kevin Wade on one of the seasons of 24. Kevin I mean, he's Wade, got a
0: really Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That I think. Percent. Yeah, he
1: was on He was on Jericho. I mean, he's got a really intense IMDb page. Nice. uh um, I mean, it's just one of those things that he's so different in this, I didn't even recognize him. Mm. But he does it really well, and I think it's got a chance of going a couple seasons.
0: Cool. Nice. Uh, so, anything else, or should I say what I've been watching?
1: Uh, you know, just the normal stuff. Uh, Flash returned, I saw that. Um, uh-huh. Honestly, I've been watching so much stuff and been all over the place, I can't think of everything, but go <laughs> yeah, ahead. It's,
0: uh, it's TV season, so um, it's easy to get a bit lost in the mix. Uh, I kind of need to... I looked at like some air dates today, and I was like, yeah, I need to kind of rearrange things a bit more. Like, uh, American Horror Story came back recently, and I think it has episodes on Friday, and I still haven't seen this week's one, and I've got two podcasts for that as well, so I think I'll be uh, getting through that today. Um. Uh, speaking of American Horror Story, it's not been bad. I, uh... I was, the reason I'm watching season six, and as I've only watched season one, is I know that the stories are, like, different. I, I know some of the cast gets used for other seasons and things like that, but, um... It's, like, not needed, I've heard, to watch, like, season one, then two, then three. You can kind of watch them as individual stories, which, uh... A bit like tr- a bit like a true detective type thing. Uh, yeah, in, it's not... In, yeah, it's not like a continuation, um, and like a.
1: It's not a, it's not serialized.
0: Yeah. you can kind of do that with Fargo as well, but there's a few little connections. But you can, you could watch Fargo season two and kind of uh, and get away with it. It's just there's a few small like character connections and stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that came back. It, it's been okay. It's had two episodes. It's been uh, of course it has been three, but I haven't seen the third one yet. It's kind of. I think the people, the issue people are having with the show at the moment is, um, the, the, let's just say the main two characters can possibly not die, but we're not sure if they, if they can, because of, like, the documentary sort of style of it, like, um, but some other people have suggested that they, that may be, like, ghost versions that are talking in the future, so there could be a big twist in there at some point, we, uh viewers don't seem to be sure, unless uh, unless something changed in Episode 3 that I haven't seen yet. Um, but have you checked out American Horror Story at all?
1: No, I tend not to watch horror films for the most part. Uh, I've never really been a fan of them. Right. I don't, you know, hate on them. I don't say they suck or whatever. It's just that it's not my flavor. So
0: Okay. okay. Um, speaking of horror as well, I need to uh, at least maybe watch the trailer and the pilot for Scream Queens. I know that's another... T- kind of horror thing but that's a little bit different in a way it's not like a scream although it has scream in the title it's not exactly like a uh because i think i like with scream is not only like the way the characters do kind of grow on you it's that like you know when you get to the typical night scenes it's that feeling of unless it's one of the main four characters which you could still take up one or two of those it's that sense of like with some of the more side characters, like, the killer can pop up at any time, slit that character's throat, that character's done, and then it's that kind of... They could die any single second, like, the killer could be hiding anywhere, that that sort of thing. Um, and there's going to be a Christmas, sorry, not Christmas, Halloween special of, uh, of Scream. I know it's the Netflix, uh, UK date is 18th, so I'm not sure when it airs in, in the US, but, uh, that's coming up soon. Uh... But apart from that, Nashville had a pretty good episode this week, uh, which was the UK episode, uh, sorry, last week's one. Um, what else has there been? Of course, Walking Dead is back in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Flash, Supergirl, mm-hmm. and Arrow are back in the same week as that. So, Because um, over here on the 24th is when The Walking Dead returns, which is the same night that Supergirl returns. And then The Flash and Arrow follow afterwards. Um, and I think Legends is like the week after. So I'm looking forward to those quite a bit. Uh, of course, we do have a separate Walking Dead podcast on the site, so go and check that out when uh, when the season premieres. You expect that on Thursdays. Um, but would you like to move on to talk about Westworld? Did you see it? I have not had a chance
1: to see that yet, no.
0: Okay. Uh, so we can talk... I can talk kind of... I don't feel like I could heavily spoil it, because there's, there's a lot of mystery still to me with the show as to, like... Who exactly is an android, who, like, kind of what's real and what's actually going on. Because there was a few scenes of, like, scenes in Westworld where the characters were doing stuff. And then back in the kind of real world, I guess you could say. Again, it's difficult for me to explain it because some of it is still such a mystery to me. But it's like, they kind of spectate them. Uh, for a, almost as in like a stadium setting is what I got from it uh, But it's like once these androids are put into this world They're kind of not aware of their Their world outside of that world once they're inside it If you get what I mean like in Assassin's Creed where you lay down in the Animus and you're aware it's you that's controlling like Desmond is aware it's him controlling himself From the real, real world. It doesn't seem to be like they notice it, maybe because they're androids, so that's kind of what I got from it. Um, are you interested in the series at all? Oh, I'm sure I'll watch it at
1: some point. It's just everything's coming back right now at the yeah, start, yeah. and, you know, there's only so many hours of the day, and I've kind of been multitasking to where i am got like Netflix or something, or mm. Hulu, yeah. catching up on it on my computer screen, on one screen, while I'm video gaming on the other, so I'm kind of like splitting my brain that way.
0: Right, okay. I don't, I don't think I could quite do that. I'd have to like, really focus on one particular thing, especially if it is something like, Westworld, I couldn't play like, I, I guess it depends what you're playing, like if you're playing Candy Crush or something, and you're like glancing up and down the screen, it might be slightly easier, but I, I've never well, that's why you,
1: that. That's why you stick to uh, turn-based games. Mm.
0: Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Westworld is really cool. Uh, if you want a uh, an in-depth full podcast, because I won't be doing one, mainly because I I feel like I would get stuff wrong and it's maybe a season two type thing where I would slip in, because I really feel like I need to understand the show a bit more. Uh, but If you want an in-depth one, check out Bold Moves, uh, World podcast. They're like a good two hours of in-depth talk, so uh, check that out if you want to uh they release on Tuesdays so um keeping an eye out for that um but moving on i've also been doing uh, a rewatch of lost which i feel i have kind of timed perfectly it's really it is really holding it's uh holding up to what it what it was like from what i remember the only problem is that in 2010 when it finished i was only 16 so i don't feel like back then when i when i'm looking at uh myself now that i would really I didn't understand it as much as I understand it now because I'm like older and stuff. I feel like I, you know, underst- understand it more and have more of an appreciation for it. Definitely, uh, I'm about halfway through season two, um, and uh, yeah, wh- what did you think of of Lost?
1: Well, I was a big fan of the first season. I think after that, the show kind of lost its focus a little bit. Okay. Um, It had the same problem that I had with Heroes in that they had to figure out a way to make everything connect to everything else. And, you know, it's okay for some things to just be unrelated. They don't have to tie in. Yeah. It's like if you remember the last season of Heroes... Where the the mohinder character was at like some weird test camp where the Petrelli mom character was, and they were trying to tie all that in, and it was just so contrived and needless mm. and way reaching beyond what they could in terms of yeah, this would never happen, even accepting you know the whole superpowers thing all right um it's just yeah. you don't have to interconnect everything, and that's I think. The mistake that heroes made, and the mistake that Lost eventually made, mm. it was trying to hyperconnect everything, which is a I, shame because then it takes away from what was a really good show.
0: Yeah, I, I still think to this day, I, I know people will disagree with me, obviously, uh, but I think Lost is maybe it's not the best show, and it's not my favorite show of all time. Uh, I do think Break I uh, just for the record, I think Breaking Bad is the best show that I've seen. Um, of course, people agree and disagree, um, but its I definitely think it's the most talked about show, even when, uh, I mean, when you get the, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles referencing Lost in, the, in their film, you know that it's, yeah, I think Lost is the most talked about show of all time. I can't think of more shows that talked about as much i know not everyone has seen lost and not everyone likes it obviously some people have like huge problems with it but i think now within my rewatch that even though i because obviously i've forgotten a few things because it's been so many years i've obviously you remember who dies and like the hatch when that comes in and the others and all that kind of thing and you remember how the plane crash happened but it's like I feel like it's telling things at a good pace and it's obviously doing the big, like the continuous TV cliffhanger of like at the end of each episode has to have that little something that just like you have to know. But that's like the mystery of Lost to me is just like looking for those things. And obviously that's where, you know, podcasts and forums came into play and people trying to figure things out. Like, what is the smoke monster? Why why is the button important in the hatch? And, uh, you know. Things like why was Locke healed when he landed on the island, and all that kind of stuff, and what is this smoke monster? What's its like purpose, and all that sort of thing. So, I think with mystery, and this ties in with Westworld as well, is uh, like the mystery section of things like this that I really love. That kind of thing of like working things out and like mystery just being kind of thrown at you and then maybe 10 episodes later maybe a season later you'll get the answer uh but i really love that kind of stuff so um and i like kind of survival shows too so that's why i guess i guess that i'm enjoying lost so much is because it has the survival and it has the mystery it's like who's gonna die next what mystery is gonna happen next that sort of thing uh so yeah it's been going really well uh and i'm gonna at some point play the lost game i know it wasn't the best game but it's like you know, if you're a, kind of a hardcore fan of Lost, then you'll play it. You won't necessarily enjoy it as much as, you know, the bigger games out there. But it's, yeah, it's maybe worth a little try. And it's probably quite cheap now. I've, I mean, I've owned my copy since I think it came out. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great show. Um, of course, some people disagree. But, yeah, that's the way things are. Uh, next, I have DC TV, um, which, I guess, you want to talk spoiler-free about what you thought of The Flash last night?
1: Yeah, I can talk spoiler-free about it. I did okay. like the concept of it. Um, I really wish they would have ran with the main theme more than one episode. <laughs> I think but, I think that's something that should have been at least a four or five episode arc. Yeah, um, It's a shame that they're doing that. And it's also a shame that they're trying to replicate uh, Joss Whedon's famous We Hate Happiness theme that he would always run into with Buffy and Angel. I think they don't really do it that well. Okay. And if you remember the last, not the last scene of the show, but the second to last scene of the show, you'll know what I'm talking about.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. But that that was a famous uh, quote from uh, Jane Espenson when she was doing like a a, one of the end of one of the seasons of Buffy they're interviewing her about the show and they're like yeah we have a kind of a running theme to where we hate happiness Mm. and anytime somebody gets happy we need to smack them down and that when you look at that show and that history and some of the character arcs and some of the things that happen you're like yeah they pretty much didn't want anybody to be happy for the most part
0: Mm. and they're
1: trying to replicate that a bit and to make it you know more drama ish on Flash and I'm I'm tired of that, honestly. I'm tired of everything being dark and dank and broody and moody. Mm. You know? I think you can all, be intense.
0: Go I ahead. think of all the DC shows, I think Flash balances drama and comedy the best. Obviously, Arrow has barely any comedy. Uh, it has su- some, but it's definitely the darkest show. Uh, mm-hmm. Supergirl kind of tried to... Not not copy or take it away from Flash, but be... the the same as flash in that way of like have the comedy there and not be so dark and stuff like that um but yeah i think flash balances that the best out of all um and legends legends is almost i know it's connected and stuff but it's almost like its own show because they're doing their time travel stuff and all that sort of thing uh of course we'll see with the big crossover how much they like connect things and all that sort of stuff but um yeah
1: Yeah, Supergirl was kind of meant to be a light, you know, shining, versus hmm. the darkness that is Arrow.
0: Yeah. Uh, and from and, what I've seen in the the promo of Supergirl, which is where uh, I think it's Supergirl and Superman, they go up to this uh, jet or this plane that's that's falling, and was it? I think he flies up, she's already there, and one of them says, hey, cuz, and I think... If they can kind of get some good chemistry going there, they could get some good comedy between those two, which I'm I'm looking forward to as well.
1: Mm-hmm. mm Mhm. Yeah, it comes back here in the states next week, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, I think Legends comes back next week and uh, over there as well, doesn't it? 13th I comedy. think so. Yeah. I
1: yeah. think. I think it. Yeah, it's Flash and Arrow this week, and then Supergirl and Legends next week.
0: Okay. Cool. Um. So, next piece we have, uh, by the way, just to let you guys know, we'll do be doing a sort of spoilery uh, Luke Cage section at the end, because, uh, Robert, you've seen, was it nine episodes you said?
1: Eleven of the thirteen. I still got twelve okay. and
0: thirteen to go. Alright, so I've seen all of it, so I'll try not to spoil the other two for you. I'll try to remember where it's up. I, mean, I know you told me where you're up to, uh, but I'm just letting you guys know that so we'll be doing that at the end, because I feel like more people are less likely to have seen all of Luke Cage because it's, like, the whole season. Uh, but we'll continue with some spoiler-free stuff on what we have here. Uh, so I put New Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Big Bang Theory, the comedies that have kind of come back. Uh, I know that New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine are going to have a crossover. Uh, of course, Big Bang Theory isn't because it's not the same network and etc. Uh, but did you see any of those three that come back?
1: Uh, I've started watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, it's not really spoilerish because it's literally like the first scene in the first episode Okay. but they start the season out where uh, the Peralta character and the Captain Holt character are in witness protection mm. and that's really kind of the biggest issue that I have with that show is that here in the States there's a government program called witness protection and it is what yeah. it sounds people dangerous people they give them new identities and move them to somewhere else, and they kind mm. of live out their lives. The absolute last thing Set would do would be to have two characters in the same city. It's They would not interact with you. That is actually one of the biggest rules is you do not interact with anybody from your past on any level as okay. long as you're in that program. Uh, and I understand why they did it. I mean, they had to do it because they had to have the two characters there. To do something, but I honestly feel that where they went with those first two episodes, that's something that the Peralta character would probably just do on his own. Mm. And as uh, much as I am a fan of uh, Adrian Bardo and his acting, I really think his inclusion in all those scenes is kind of unnecessary. I mean, I know why they did it. I mean, they wanted a, a solid foundation to be a foil against Peralta's kind of wacky, goofy, nutty character. And those two play off of each other really well. Yeah. It's
0: just it 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 wouldn't fit the reality of the scene. Okay. So they have to kind of break the rules a little bit in order to make the scene work, basically. So that Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um see so yeah, I know that they're crossing over with New Girl. Uh did that happen yet? Or is that
1: I don't know because I've honestly never seen a single episode of
0: that show. Okay. Uh, see, the problem with that over here is, uh, was it, we're right near the end of season four of New Girl? Uh, I think there's, like, three weeks left or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, New Girl will be finishing October, and I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine will probably come back in, like, November. So, New Girl over here is almost like a summer show, and then Brooklyn is, like, October to however many Mm. weeks it takes. So it's going to kind of be interesting, unless it's one episode in one of the shows and not like a Flash Arrow type thing where you have one in one episode, one in another. Uh, unless it's just like one specific episode from Brooklyn and, and nothing in New Girl, um, which I don't think is going to be like that. That's just my guess, because if you want to get, it's either a way for them to maybe get more... More people interested, which is, I think, why they did the Flash and uh, Supergirl crossover, because I think Supergirl was uh, struggling slightly, um, and to kind of bring Supergirl into the mix a bit more, but, because uh, I don't know how Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl are doing. I think they're obviously doing okay, because they've got, um what's it like, both of them on season four? I think Brooklyn's on season four. Brooklyn's and, on season three. Oh, three, okay. And then New Girl, I know New Girl's coming up to season five. Uh, so yeah they can't be doing that badly um but yeah so that, that'll be interesting how it airs over here they've also said uh cw said that because on the week of the 24th we have supergirl coming back first and then the flashpoint flash episode will be on the tuesday the the supergirl episode won't be that affected because of course with you guys you had the flashpoint episode first with um with the flash because that's what came back first so hopefully Mm. it's odd and it's kind of difficult to do it that scheduling wise because of the whole you know wait a couple of weeks or uh, a month or whatever uh so it's hard for them to i guess schedule that with the uk um so yeah it's kind of it's kind of difficult but hopefully it makes sense in the end uh did you watch big bang Theory at all i know it's back i think it's on episode three or something i know these ones are just like just come back brooklyn and big bang theory uh so did you watch that
1: i watched a little bit but but to be honest with you i'm kind of done with big bang theory i don't really hate it Hmm. it's just i don't really have a reason to watch it anymore i mean it was good when it first started and it's just kind of slowly gotten to the point where yeah okay
0: yeah all right yeah yeah, and now the point where
1: i just don't even watch it anymore
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's in its 10th season now, so it's done incredibly well to get to double digits, as they say. Uh, There's rumours that this could be the final season, which I would have hoped, if they were serious about that, that they would have announced that by now, because the 10th season's already started. So, like, usually with seasons that are going to have their final seasons, unless they're being cancelled, it will be almost announced that it will be the final season. Uh, so I'm assuming they'll maybe get one more, there's rumours of, um, it ending with 12 seasons, but I don't think the show is in danger of having a cancelled ending, if you know what I mean, like it just gets cancelled, as it doesn't get wrapped up, I think it will get an ending, it just depends on what season, um, and it will be odd for them to, kind of midway through season 10, say this is going to be the final season.
1: Well, at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to money because yeah. that's the that's the kind of the downside of having an ensemble cast is that when they all get popular, they all get like stupid crazy amounts of money per episode, and you just can't afford it anymore. It's like yeah. when Seinfeld was in its last season. I think between uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, the George Costanza's character and the Elaine character whose names I can't remember. Uh-huh. I think just between the three of them, it was like two and a half million an episode, I want to say.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is quite a lot. How many episodes were there in a season? Uh, there's, in the States, there's 22 episodes in a season. Okay, so it's a full season as well. Um. Yeah, that's quite a bit of money. Uh, I know the Big Bang three cast on... Was it a million dollars an episode? And then some of the... I think Raj and Howard are on 750000 That's just what I know. Yeah, they're,
1: they're, they're pretty close. And so you figure there's six main characters. And so in just in casting alone, you're talking more than an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. For half the time and a tenth of the production. Mm. And that doesn't count, you know, scripts, writers, directors, producers... Uh, guest stars, yeah. cameos, and they get a lot of cameos on that episode. They—I don't <laughs> know if there's been one yet this season.
0: I heard there was one in the premiere. I'm not sure who. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I
1: don't even I heard, think heard I've heard seen the premiere. One. Oh,
0: okay, the the premiere of season ten. Um, I heard that there was a guest star, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. Uh, it'll be back over here soon in the UK, so I'll find out. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it's a good show. It's kind of. I think mid-seasons, the kind of more recent ones, like 6, 7, 8, and 6, 7, and 8 had, like, big cliffhangers for their, like, final seasons. And with Season 9, I do remember it just, like, they had a conversation, they finished it, and it ended. And I was like, okay, so there's nothing, like, big to wonder for, like, the mid-season, like, for the off-season. So, I don't know, maybe they are running out of ideas, because with, um... Was it in the Comic-Con panel for the start of Season 8 when they got the renewal for 8, 9, and 10? I think one of the... I don't know if he was a producer or what his role was, but he was kind of laughingly said we like we could do with some ideas. And I've never heard someone kind of say it like that. So, it, it, if they were joking or they are looking for more ideas, I don't know. but uh,
1: I honestly think he was probably just joking because yeah. one of the common themes of any show after it gets to about Season 6... Is the uh, the internet forums will be like you're just rehashing this bit from this episode? Think of something new, huh. and uh, and admittedly that's a theme in Hollywood as well because if you look at TV shows this season, we've got Lethal Weapon, which was a movie that they turned into a TV show. They huh. rebooted MacGyver, which I really wish they hadn't done that. We can talk a little bit about that later, okay. if we have time. Okay. Uh. There's a premiere tonight for Frequency, which was an
0: old... Uh, oh, yeah, um, new CW thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a movie in the 90s, and it had a ton of people in it, whose name I can't remember.
0: Mm.
1: I know Jim Caviezel was in it, and... Uh, oh, that's going to drive me nuts who that is. But anyway, it's so another actor, and base, the basic premise is, is like there's some wackiness going on with electricity and a guy's able to use a ham radio to talk to his dad that died 20 years ago. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept and it's definitely something that you could do for uh, a TV show. Mm. But again, it's a movie that's already been done, getting turned into a TV show.
0: Yeah, I've seen that as a recurring thing. You know, you had like Rush Hour last year, which I've not seen the show dropped off that quickly um, in particular recent memory. Uh, I think it was cancelled like halfway through the season and E4 have even like changed the day and stuff and all that. You you know when a show is doing badly when it's had its day and like time slot changed? Um, There was a show over here Mm. which uh, was like Mondays at 10 and then they realised it was doing badly. I think it was actually Under the Dome. Um, Once that had got cancelled like towards the end of its last season... Uh, Of course it was running a few weeks behind over here on Channel 5 and then they changed it from like 9pm which is like a proper like TV show slot to like 1am so you know that they still had to have it on but they just didn't want it when people would be watching TV so uh, you know a show is doing badly when that kind of thing happens.
1: Yeah, um, I pulled up the IMDb page for the movie Frequency. It was Dennis Quaid. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name, but it was Dennis Quaid. Okay, was the the guy that died that he was that his son was talking to, which was played by uh, Jim Caviezel, hmm. and then Elizabeth Mitchell was in it. Andre Brower was in it. Uh, weirdly enough, Michael Cera was in it, which I don't remember him in that in that movie. He basically played, like, a 10-year-old version of
0: somebody else. Right. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to to say on that. Uh, Should we move on and talk about Disney Survivor? Which is the next thing I have. Yeah. Did Did you watch it?
1: I watched the first episode and loved the episode, and then I got halfway through the episode and hated it so much, I just turned it off and I'm refusing to
0: watch it. Ah, okay. Um, I'm probably uh, admittedly I'm kind of watching it because it's Kiefer Sutherland and I'm a big 24 mm-hmm. fan etc and last week they snuck in a damn it so that was a nice little throwback um, it wasn't like a full on damn it it was like whispered in a not whispered but it was like hidden in a sentence almost uh, but I, like I I didn't actually notice it at first and then when he said it I was like wait what did he just say because I couldn't quite like, hear him properly And he said, damn it. So that was pretty cool. Uh, But I said to a few of my friends and stuff, like, if he, like, picks up a gun and aims it, then that will obviously be a massive kind of Easter egg, I guess you could say, to 24. Because he's the Mm -hmm. president in the show, which is, like, nothing similar. I know it's in the same terrorist category-esque type thing. Like, it's not in a different work area but it's like a different definitely a different role to like being a a field agent um because you don't see like obama going in the field and shooting people and stuff like that um but it's it's gotten off a little bit slow and i'm concerned that it has been confirmed that it will be 22 episodes uh i thought that they would have learned from that from 24 because live another day which was the 12 episode 24 season was a lot better structured Uh, I mean, some people complained about the time jump in it, but I think it worked well. Uh, It's almost weird because some 24 fans are still curious as to what happened in those 12 hours, but it's like he could have just been setting himself up or getting ready for what happened at the end of of that season. But um, I hope it picks up slightly. I mean, you've got people like Maggie Q in it, who was uh, Nikita from Nikita, of course. You've got... I'm not sure the actor's name, but he was from Harold and Kumar?
1: Kyle Penn. He also did a couple seasons on House.
0: Right, okay. He's, he's a bit more... of a comedic thing. I mean, it's nowhere close to being a comedy show, uh, but he's kind of... that little breath of comedy, I guess you could say. Because there's... Um, uh, it's not really that much of a spoiler, but there's a scene in the first episode where... Um, it's when... Kiefer Sutherland's character is told he's, you know, got to be president, he gets tr- basically really stressed out and stuff, uh, he goes into the bathroom, and the ga- uh, guy who I was just talking about says, like, uh, this guy isn't ready to take over as president, etc., and he doesn't recognize Kiefer's character's voice, um, and then they both come out of the bathroom, and he's like, I'm really sorry, and starts making jokes, that sort of thing, uh, and that's kind of the one comedic scene we've had from it, but, uh, yeah, it's, I remember with Gotham's first season when they had 16 and it went to 22 and you could tell that 16 was supposed to be roughly the finale for that, so I don't know if the same thing will happen with this show, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I found that the last couple of shows that I've done that I have been, had an extra bit clipped on that could have been saved for the next season, basically, Uh, when that sort of thing happens, Um. so yeah, that, that could be maybe slightly long-winded, but uh we shall see where it goes. Uh, but the next thing I have to talk about is... Uh, yeah, a lot of people said that Designated Survivor has been, like, okay. Some people have said it's been bad. Some people have said it's okay. Some people have said it's good. So it's not, like, terrible, and it's not lighting the world on fire. It's kind of just in the middle. Uh, yeah. So, what, the, what?
1: the problem that I have with it is that part of the reason why I watch TV shows is I want to get away from politics, especially Right now, because there it's 34 days to the U.S. election. Uh And the first episode was really, really good. And then the second episode, all the writers and directors. And to be fair, Hollywood is way extreme liberal in its politics. And I know that going in, so I know that a lot of times that's just something I'm going to have to live with and deal with. But the second episode gets super stupid, preachy. About you know the situation and I'm just like god I don't want to deal with this crap and right. that's a, actually kind of an irony because Cal Penn, who plays that character uh, he left being the character that he was on house to go join the Obama administration as part of like some White huh. House correspondence thing and he wasn't even like the face of it he was like three tiers down which is why, in-house, they they killed him off so abruptly. I mean, it was Mm. really like just just off-screen suicide of the character and never really talked about him again. Mm. And that tanked his career for a while because he basically went from being an up-and-coming actor to just some schmuck in an office, which is why I find his role on that show super ironic. Um, But at the same time, you know, I don't need... And yet another tv show preaching to me about bullshit and right. so i'm just not gonna watch it
0: okay all right uh we should move on and talk about uh this isn't this definitely isn't a news podcast uh but i just wanted to bring up something interesting uh for a show that i watch and care about uh have you watched archer before i've seen
1: a few episodes i just I don't know what it is about that show. I just can't really get into it. Yeah. It's not that I don't think it's not funny. I mean, there's definitely funny moments. I'm a big fan of animation. I really wish I could come up with a reason why I don't like it. It's just I don't, and I have no reason for it, and that vexes <laughs> me.
0: Right. It's I find that the character of Archer can do seriousness and comedy almost, like, perfectly, like, In a way that he'll joke about. How can I explain this? He'll joke about something like really serious, but it will just. I can't explain what it is. It will just work so well. Uh, I don't know if it's the voice actor who does him, who's amazing as well. Uh, He was also in. I think it was that Justin Timberlake friends with benefits film, with with, uh, Mila Kunis. He didn't have a big role in it. That's the last thing I remember him being in. He's probably been in other things, but of course there's been in Archer as well. Um, anyway, Archer's going to end at season 10. It's coming up to, I think, season 8 uh, next year. So it will be getting three more seasons, eight episodes each, so 24 more episodes, uh, obviously a stretch over three years. So I'm glad that that's like, kind of set, and it's, because after the seventh season finished, finish, there was kind of a couple of weeks where they weren't sure if it was going to be renewed, and they're like, Is it going to be cancelled after all this time, all this development and stuff? Like, when you have something, like, that gets cancelled after one season, it isn't quite as bad, because you haven't had that, like, time with the characters?
1: Try telling that to an intense Firefly fan.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Uh, I've yet to see Firefly, so I don't have the understanding of how frustrating that is. Uh, Maybe once I see it, I'll kind of heck, I could bring that up in a future podcast when I get around to watching Firefly. Um, but yeah, it's I've not seen too many animated comedies like this, especially spy-based ones, uh, where it's like a spy spoof sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, if anyone can recommend any to me, then please do because I, I like these kind of things. Um, but yeah, that's gonna end at season ten, and it's been it's been a really good show so, uh, so far uh so that's pretty awesome um so that's the end of the relatively spoiler free stuff we had to talk about i know we went into a few spoilers in some things um but before we go into our actually did you want to talk about that show that you mentioned a couple of minutes ago uh i can't remember what you said it was called but you said if we have time we'll, to, to talk about it
1: yeah macgyver okay. um did there was macgyver a thing in the uk
0: uh, I didn't watch it and didn't really see it advertised, so no, I don't think it was.
1: Okay, well, it's kind of a, a, a interesting show. It was a show in the mid-80s. It starred Harry Dean Anderson. Uh, he went on to play the Jack O'Neill character in the TV version of Stargate. And it was a really interesting show because it was this kind of goofy, not like silly goofy, but just this guy that you knew he was just kind of dancing to his own music. And it got really, really popular because it, was, it had very specific things. The guy was just wanted things to be right. Uh, he did everything in his power to help people, and he was a pacifist. I mean, he never punched anybody. He never shot a gun. He always thought his way out of situations, and I don't mean like talking, schmoozing his way out. Yeah. It's like he could take – like in the, in the opening uh, episode – he cuts up a bunch of bamboo and then straps uh, and duct tapes trash bags and fashions a makeshift glider and then uses nice. an engine from a cement mixer as a propeller and escapes from, like, uh, a workshop camp. Oh, wow. And it went, I think—I want to say, 10 or 12 seasons. That's pretty good. It had, a, it had a really long run. It got really popular. In fact, in some areas, MacGyver is actually a, a verb. That's when you fix something using a bunch of unrelated parts. Oh, okay. Right. It's like if you, uh, like if you talk to roadies in the states, they don't, they won't say like we need to fix that scaffolding. They just say go MacGyver that, just you know get it fixed with whatever you got on hand. Okay. And is that was that was.
0: Is it? It's all in the same way of like the let it go kind of thing. Mm, it- not really, no. You you get what I mean, but like maybe not in the same way. Yeah, if not any, in the same way, but yeah. kinda
1: kinda kinda like a tangent to that. Mm. And it, it it was really popular. It's on Netflix, if you want to watch a couple episodes, it's on that. Okay. I think it's on Hulu as well.
0: Mm.
1: And so they decided to bring it back and it's just it's wrong. I mean, it's not bad. I mean it's not bad acted, it's not bad directed, it's just wrong. Um, the only way that I can really describe it is imagine you go into a restaurant and you see something on the menu and it's your favorite meal and you order it and the ingredients are there, but they're wrong. They use like, like if it's like a steak, they use, they didn't cook it right. Or if it's um, like a drink, they use a, a different kind of ingredient and it just completely throws it
0: off. Okay. I think I see what you mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like the, the, not the main character, but one of the, characters that eventually became a main-ish character on the original run of MacGyver was a character by the name of Jack Dalton, and he was kind of this Han solo light, roguish guy. He was a pilot, and he flew Mac around, and he got in trouble, but he he was trying to do the right thing and just wound up in trouble, and so Mac always had to bail him out. Because everybody's got that one friend where they 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 mean well and they try to do good, but they just wind up screwing stuff up. Okay. And then the reboot character, he's just like a stressed out ex-marine, shoot everybody first kind of a guy, and it's just it's just wrong. And I watched okay. the first episode, and I'm just like, did you not watch any <laughs> episode of My Guy ever ever? Right.
0: Who who has it? Who runs it? CBS. oh uh, okay, CBS. Maybe it will work on like HBO or something. Because they would, maybe, I would... I don't want to criticize any network or any channel or anything, but... They would no, like take the, it, care it, of it more?
1: Yeah, it's not the network, it's the writing. It's very much people writing a character that have no understanding of the original character. So they try to make it as diametrically opposite of the original character just to prove that they can. And then they don't pull it off.
0: Okay. Okay. Um so, alright, cool. Uh do you have anything else you want to say on it or should we move on to some other stuff? Let's go ahead and move on. Okay, so we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do as I just said before, we're gonna do a Luke Cage spoiler ish class up to the point that Robert has seen Luke Cage. Uh so yeah, if you haven't caught up with it or yeah, if you haven't watched any of it or anything like that, tune out now. Um but uh, to give you a chance to tune out, I'll tell you where you can find us and stuff. Um, you can go to entertainmenttalk.org to find all the content on the website. You can follow us on Twitter at etalkuk, uh, which I recommend following us. Not just for when things post, but for like updates if we have technical difficulties, which we had a few weeks ago with our Xbox podcast. Um, you know, If a show's delayed, etc., any of that kind of stuff, or what's coming up. Um, If you want to know what's coming soon as well, click on the coming soon category on the website and you'll find the post there. Uh, I think I need to update that as well, but some of the stuff's still on there that I haven't um, done yet. Uh, And if you have any inquiries, any feedback, or if you'd like to uh, produce your own content for the website, uh, you can email hotmail.com. So if you don't want to listen to Luke Cage SpoilerCast, we'll see you on the next piece of content that we bring out, which may be um, my first part of my journey playthrough on FIFA. So tune out now. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next piece of content. If you want to continue listening to Luke Cage SpoilerCast, stay. Uh, So, yeah, what did you think of Luke Cage so far?
1: I love it. I mean, I've for most of the the Netflix Marvel stuff—I've been a big fan. I really liked Daredevil, mm-hmm. and I wasn't the biggest fan of Jessica Jones, just because I think that they misuse the characters. I mean, I th- that again, this goes back into my—I'm tired of every damn character being dark and groody. and right, broody. Right. It, it kind of yeah. fits with Daredevil, um, but even then, they could have lightened it up a little bit, yeah. um, I like and Spider-Man, it does and
0: that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it does fit a little bit as well with the Jessica Jones character. I just think that they really went kind of over the line with it, especially with the the all the the murdery with the Killian character. Mm. Uh, but Luke Cage, uh, Luke Cage is a perfect example of things can be intense without being dark, broody, moody because the the main character is always, you know, striving to better himself, always striving for everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah, around him to be character. better.
1: Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't call him a happy character, but he's definitely uh trying. I mean, yeah. probably my favorite part is the one scene, I forget which episode it's in. It's like 4 or 5 something like mm-hmm. that. It's a scene right before he goes into the uh the stash house where all the money is and he's listening to the headphones yeah, and that
0: kid yeah. Yeah, yeah, the kid
1: comes up behind him and, you know, threatens him with a gun. Mm-hmm. And his biggest issue is the use of the N-word and how it denigrates his people. Mm-hmm. And trying to get that kid to realize, you know, if you better yourself, everything will get better. Yeah, That has got a really cool 70s Shaft vibe. Which mm-hmm. I know you haven't seen any of those Robert Roundtree movies. No. It was in the early 70s. It got the label of black exploitation. Um, it's one of those things that you really can't explain. You just kind of have to see. Um, but they're on rentals on iTunes. I don't think they're on any streaming service because they were, you know, they were popular forty years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, it's it's worth the four, you know, four bucks to to uh-huh. rent it. And you don't even have to watch them all. Just watch one of them,
0: uh-huh.
1: and a lot of what you see in Luke Cage will make so much more sense because that's clearly what they're getting their influence from.
0: Mm. Um, See, so I, I liked Luke Cage, it didn't, it's definitely not a bad show, it's definitely not a bad show, but um, I feel like it, it had really strong individual kind of moments, but I don't feel like there was, I was always kind of looking for that moment where it was like kick into gear sort of time. Uh, yeah, it's definitely may- a slow burn. Maybe around like episode 7, 8, that's maybe where things start to kick off a bit more. I mean, there's a big scene in episode, I think it's at the end of 3 or 4, when uh, the rocket launcher gets shot into the restaurant. And mm-hmm. um, from there, Luke's, I guess, secret identity starts to get kind of more public. Because people are starting to question, like, how is he surviving all this stuff? Especially from... Uh, when again, we're in spoiler talk. Um, from when uh, what's his name, Pop dies, yeah, and like the the investigators, like, how did Luke survive that? He shielded this guy. It's like it's like all right, he shielded him, but how did Luke himself survive? Uh, and then, of course, unfortunately, one of the bullets gets deflected, goes into Pop's. I think it's his neck. Is it? It hits. Yeah, uh, and he dies. When I was watching that first episode, I was trying to ready myself to pinpoint characters that could die and i pointed out pop and i was like he could kind of be like the uncle ben of this thing where like he's the older the older kind of wisdom guy that passes on something to luke and is the guy that dies and i wouldn't say it was predictable in that way it just i guess made more it, sense
1: it fit the story arc yeah
0: yeah and then you've got the things like the swear jar which luke digs out from the rubble um but I, I like the villains in this. It's they're different kind of villains, of course, because they're only they only hold guns. Luke could kind of kill them at any point if he wanted to, but obviously that's not his his way. Of, like he could go into that club and kill Shade and the other guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: at any point he wanted to. Uh, I felt like the show had a really, I was like shocked and really surprised when he got shot and when it was like the whole shrapnel was sh- spreaded around his body and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause in that scene when the the guy's aiming his sniper, I was like, he's either gonna aim it at Luke and they'll like it'll bounce off him and they'll run away, or they'll actually kill off the woman. And then, cause obviously that's like the cliffhanger for that episode, is it goes into him. And uh, was you shocked when that happened? Not
1: really. No, I mean they they were kind of alluding to it when they kept. And this is part of the problem, not even problem, part of the problem, just the thing that frustrates me the most is they keep referring to the incident, which is obviously the Avengers movie because everything from Daredevil and Jessica Jones uh-huh. and Luke Cage is post-Avengers. They mention it, they kind of dance around it, but they don't really integrate it into this show. Uh-huh. And on one hand, I love that. I mean, I think that's the biggest problem with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is that it's not really allowed to be its own show. It always has to be, like, filler, primer for the movies, whereas the the shows, you know, for Luke Cage and all that are absolutely their own shows, and on that level, I really, really like it. Huh. But we're, we're four years past the first Avengers movie, and they still they haven't actually said any of the Avengers' names. They just refer to their kind of... You know the guy in the suit or the flag waver, or the blonde yeah. dude with the hammer they kind of and I don't know if that's because they're not allowed to or if it's a licensing thing where if they actually say it, say it, they gotta pay more money uh, that's probably to somebody
0: a the license that kind of thing uh,
1: yeah, I do really like that uh Rosario Dawson being Nurse Claire is kind of the agent Colson of all those shows, yeah. And I didn't even know that, that she had her own – that that character, Nurse Claire, actually had a comic book run for a wow. couple of okay. – a, a bunch of them because that was kind of her thing was all that – not like the big super, super important superheroes but all the guys on the street level like Luke Cage, like the upcoming Iron Fist and mm-hmm. Daredevil that she was belted to her duty to go help them since nobody else would. Yeah, and that was a comic book run. I don't know how many issues they did, okay. uh, but they're probably actually probably pretty rare. And if you can find them, I'd grab it because you know if this keeps going with the Marvel stuff, they'll start to get uh, probably more would. popular yeah. and more valuable. But hmm. you know that tangent aside, I just if they can't do it, that's fine. If they can't say, oh well, this is Chitauri tech and this is you know Asgard tech, if they can't do it because of whatever licensing. Just say that like in a news blurb or whatever, and at least explain it. Otherwise, it's just going to drive me nuts.
0: Mm. I would like DC to take a note from Marvel in the way that you're talking. That they, because it is at this point that they're separate universes in DC. Like the, you have a different Flash and different Superman in, you know, the DC TV and the DC films, and it feels almost like two separate. Like I want them to connect in some kind of way. Whereas, like you're saying with this Marvel stuff that they're mentioning, hinting at things, and it's like the way that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somewhat ties into the Avengers and that sort of thing, and uh, there's rumors that, like, the Punisher might show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for an episode, which would be pretty cool. Uh, So I'd like to see... Go ahead. What was I going to say? Has Agents
1: of S.H.I.E.L.D. started in the UK?
0: No, it'll be in January, uh, like. Uh, with Gotham as well, uh, which I don't like because then it's 22 straight weeks of both shows. Mm-hmm. Whereas with DC, it's like, okay, they come a little later, but they still have like nine episodes season break um, and then come back in the new year. Uh, so it's kind of annoying. They do that. Cause although I like all these shows, it's a bit much to watch 22 straight weeks of this stuff. Like I imagine mm-hmm. there's a, there's an a next Survivors going to take a break. Uh, of course we know walking dead always takes a break those those kind of shows, of course things like Westworld won't because it'll be 10 weeks and then the season will be over uh, but yeah they're going to come back in January um, but yeah you might have the Punisher in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that sort of thing and um, yeah hopefully they have like these Marvel characters in maybe the Avengers film maybe for like 5 minute segments or something hopefully they can do something like that because it doesn't feel like they're restricted as much Mhm. But uh, I, I'm kind of. I think we can disagree on some things. Like that's the point point of discussion. I liked the way that, like, I agree with you that there is sometimes too much like seriousness and stuff. Um, I agree with you on that sense. But I think it worked well with Jessica Jones. Like the way that there was Kilgrave and he was doing all these sort of basically mind control of people and you know the show touched on like sensitive subjects and that kind of thing so I like when shows do that but then it's a good mix to you know go back to Flash and Supergirl and have the comedic stuff um but yeah overall with Luke Cage it was like uh it was sort of like I said it didn't really have that like kick off episode apart from maybe around 7 8 and then it was like alright you've got 9, 10, 11 12, 13 to like wrap things up kind of uh, mm-hmm. but yeah i'm mainly looking forward to defenders now i know that iron fist is it's actually got a date it's gonna be um march 17th of next year uh so that's coming uh, that's kind of nice a nice sort of time maybe they'll have like march and september of year because march this year was Daredevil. um but I'm really looking forward to Defenders and seeing after each of these characters has had their own show. Of course, Daredevil's been around twice. To see mm-hmm. them all come together in like a B-team style Avengers TV show. It'll be really interesting. And I don't think it is at risk at all of slowing down. I mean, if you've got 13 nicely paced episodes and you've got, was it four or five characters? I think The Punisher might be in that, maybe. Uh... I don't see how that could slow down that much.
1: No, I'm, I mean, Def- Defenders would definitely work, and this is one of the things that I've always liked about how they're doing it, is that, you know, you don't have to have a big movie. Sometimes it's better, especially when it's not as well-known of a character mm. uh, to have a TV show. Like in, I forget which episode it's in, but it's in the episode after he comes out of that bath thing. Out of the prison, and swims up and puts on those clothes, and he looks in the me- in the the glass of the car and says, "You look like a damn fool." I don't know how many people are going to realize that that was the costume that he wore in the '70s run of that uh, comic. Oh yes, of, yeah, of uh of Luke Cage as Power Man, mm. with the, the with the metal bracelets and the metal tiara. And, the, like, the 70s pimp gold outfit. That was his style. That was his uh, yeah. look. Not that many people
0: are going to get that. Mm. So you're referring to the uh, like the flashback episode when he gets his powers and then he's, like, smashing through the wall? Yeah. Yeah, and then on, on kind of like, on, almost on the other side in present time, he's smashing his way out of the... Uh, the collapsed yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was a nice nice way to do it. Um one thing I feel like the show lacked a little bit, which I was almost surprised it didn't have much in, was I feel like he could have had a bit more action. Like Yeah, with, I mean like with Daredevil you had the two epi- you had the episode of the season where you had the one short kind of action sequence. I wasn't quite expecting that, but just him to run into a few more guys and have him, you know, show his power a bit more. Um because when when you have superhero shows that they don't show their powers that much, it almost doesn't feel that much of a superhero show. Like, it kind of takes that bit away from it.
1: Yeah, but essentially his power is that you can't break his skin. And that's very hard to represent visually mm. outside of the endless, you know, exploding packs that are going on underneath his clothing.
0: Mm. Yeah, um... Yeah, he's he's an interesting character, and that's the first time I've kind of... I've never read a Luke Cage comic or anything like that. Um, Of course, we saw him in Jessica Jones, so we was aware of, like... That's when I was, like, aware of his powers properly and stuff, and Mm -hmm. what he was capable of. Uh, It's like with Iron Fist, like, I'm aware he's can like... I don't know that much about Iron Fist either, so it'll be a case of that TV show will tell me about that. It's the same with Doctor Strange, where... Uh, I know his character roughly. I don't know what quite he's capable of. So th- these three characters, it's good to to see that.
1: Speaking of which, um, I know this is a mostly TV show, but did you see the latest uh, Doctor Strange uh, trailer that they released?
0: I did. I was scrolling through Facebook today, and I saw some like I don't know if it was a GIF or something, or if I just scrolled past the video, but it had Doctor Strange walking backwards, shooting these things.
1: Yeah, they did about a 60-second a, a promo, and the whole thing was in reverse.
0: In reverse? Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, all the sequences were reversed. The theory is, is that the Eye of Agamotto, which is the source of his magic, is going to be the Time Stone and tie in that way to the Infinity Wars. Oh, okay, uh, but that's just mean. that's just a theory. That's you know that's one of several theories. Whether they'll do yeah. that or not, I don't know. That would be a huge divergent from the magic side of that character. But to be fair, they've never really gotten into magic and in anything
0: in the MCU yet. So, mm. and uh, I think we can say Arrow didn't do a very good job of that last year because uh, no. Arrow should. Uh, I think they could get away with it on the Flash more because that's more like arrow doesn't have powers he's more of a batman type character but Mm -hmm. yeah like with arrow i don't think they should do magic again they should leave it up to like or just bring constantine in or something like that again
1: well that was the fan hope that if the um if uh Supergirl being part of the universe takes off that they'll get back the rights to do Constantine mm. and redo that and because that was actually a pretty decent season that they did the one season of yeah I actually rather liked it okay um,
0: do you think that could be like the fifth CW superhero Night
1: they could do that I mean it, it would definitely have uh, an audience whether they will do that or not it's always hard to mm. tell especially since it's been A couple of uh, years since that shut down. But hey, Heroes got another chance,
0: so you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, what did you think of the kind of, I guess, the individual death scenes of Luke Cage? The ones that you've seen so far? Uh,
1: I think they're well done. I mean, it's one of those things that they could, being a Netflix show, they could go a lot more gruesome than they do. Uh, but I like the fact that they keep it contained. I know part of that is budgetary restrictions. Sure. Because when you do that, you know, to a certain extent, you have to put a lot of more money into CGI, which is kind of the perk of his character, that you don't have to do that. I mean, just the standard uh, practical effects that have been done for since movies were movies mm-hmm. will all fit in and they'll all work.
0: Yeah. Um, what did you think of? Unfortunately, his name can't quite come to my mind. Uh, but like the main villain that we had, uh, his his death.
1: Uh, you're talking about Coppermouth. Yeah. Cotton Mouth? Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. I said. I think it fits with how the story arc worked, um, because he was definitely an unhinged character. Mm-hmm. But as the uh, information that spilled out from his cousin was even more unhinged and it was a very easy thing to understand how she could snap like that. I mean, it wasn't just a contrived, oh, I'm crazy now. I'm going to kill you, bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that death made perfect sense. That was absolutely something I could see happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I agree with that in a sense with Pop's death. Pop's death made, um, was it is it Pop or Pop? Pop isn't it. Pop. P o p. Pop. Yeah, with with his death, I could, because like I said, I could kind of not predictably see it coming, but it made more sense to me. <clears throat> um, but with uh, Cottonmouth, I, it made sense afterwards. But as he was getting beaten, I was like, oh, they're like, it's that moment of like, oh, they're killing off. The- this person, it's, like... It was more surprising to me. Um, but, like, it wasn't, like... It wasn't so out of, like, left field. Like, it sort of made sense that she would do that eventually. Especially, like, the conversation they were having prior to his death. And, like... Uh, yeah, once, once he
1: didn't went down that road, I knew it was just gonna end in death.
0: Mm. But it's, like... It's a... It was from... Her picking up the thing, I was like, alright, maybe he'll, like, block it or something like that. And then she hit him three or four times. I was like, "He's might be starting to die. And then uh, once it was, like, what, eight, ten hits? It was quite a few. I was like, okay, now he's dead. And I was like, alright, sort of thing. Um, But it made sense, like, afterwards. Um, But we're out of time now. So uh, unless you had anything else to say, quickly. Uh...
1: Yeah, just a little bit, um, okay. just as kind of a heads up. I mean, I know we don't really do a whole lot of news, uh-huh. um, but uh, Pasadena, California, which Pasadena is a city, is one of a dozen cities that is prepping to implement what they're calling a Netflix tax. Uh, what it is, is that in a lot of American cities, cable bills have a tax associated through the, uh, the uh, municipal utilities. Kind of like what they do with like water and power and sewage and things like that. Right. And so they're looking to throw a, a giant tax on people that use streaming services, which is a shame, but it's just one of those things you got to get a heads up on that right. they're going to do. I mean, they've already done it in Pennsylvania, and they've already done it in Chicago. It's just one of those things that, we're broke, we want more of your money, so just throw another tax on it. Um, some groups are trying to find it. Um, it's like just the city of Pasadena alone is expecting to collect two to three million dollars just from that tax wow that they're looking to do, so okay. um, and all that's gonna do is piss people off, yeah,
0: probably um but yeah that, that's everything we have uh. So we'll see you for the next piece of content. We've already said the website entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter is etalkuk. Email is um, entertainmenttalkahotmail.com. So keep up to date with everything we post. Email us your questions and all that sort of stuff for the podcast that we do we'll see you for the next piece of content the next podcast we'll be doing is xboxy all-in-one i do have a playstation podcast but it's not it won't be ready this week um but i'm in no no particular rush to get that out i want to like arrange it properly uh as i said this will post tomorrow which will be thursday uh as well as uh the first section of FIFA 17 The Journey, which I'm going to be doing, I'm going to hopefully be recording that on Tuesdays, and then maybe, the plan is at the moment is to do, um, record Xbox on Sundays, post it Mondays, record uh, The Journey on Tuesdays, post that maybe Wednesday or Thursday, and then record TV podcast because I think we could do this weekly now, there's like enough TV back on that we could kind of talk about stuff, uh, so if you're able to, to as well, Robert? Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Cool. So we'll do that Wednesday and then post it Thursday and then Friday will be Amanda's piece, uh, whatever she decides to do. So thanks for listening and we shall see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Ooh.